episode 34 of Slam City here. That's right, folks. It's Raymond Moore. It's Mr. Meg here. Yes, indeed. Yep. Uh, Jeremy couldn't join us today because he has important business to attend to. Whatever. <laughs> That's why we say. But yeah, He's uh, more important than us. Yeah, I know, right? I, I understand him. I thought he was going to be here consistently. I think that was the last, last week was a one-time thing. <sighs> or maybe I could be wrong. I never know. But... Let's start off with, of course, because we got lots of stuff to talk about. NBA's second half of the season just started yesterday. We have to talk about that. It's still looking super predictable. Yeah, and the trades that they made and, uh, of course, some comments of Jameis Winston and um, what he said to elementary school kids, which I think is kind of alarming at this time in this generation. <laughs> we got to talk about that as well. Also, I want to touch on a little subject later on about general managers and how they're trying to trade away their stars, and there's a reason why. Um, but let's start off with the trades because before we get into the next trade, because I don't understand they didn't do anything. But before we get into that, you know, yesterday there was a lot of trades that happened yesterday that I think may have shifted what their team is going to be in the next couple of weeks before the playoffs. You look at, like, the Rockets, they traded for Lou Williams. You look at the Lakers, they traded away a lot for picks now because Magic Johnson's mm-hmm. not president now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 76ers, they traded away Nerns Noel to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got also the Raptors that, that got uh, actually a pretty good player in P.J. Tucker who actually could defend and is very versatile. I mean, there's a lot of teams that, that are making strides to either beat Cleveland or the Warriors. But the way I see it, it all comes down to this. They're just not that as talented as both of those te- those yeah. teams, especially when they're healthy. It, it's a matter of who can who can catch up. I I thought a few teams had. I thought a few teams had more of a chance to catch up and get in that echelon. Yeah, like the team the teams were kind of right under. Like okay, the Clippers could have made a move. Maybe yeah. Got mellow, and maybe they've been okay. Right. Uh, I thought the Celtics could have got Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do that too. I really thought they were gonna step it up and just been like ready to rock. I th- I think Jimmy Butler would be a great piece for them. I think they would have been the favorites in the Eastern Conference. They got Jimmy Butler totally because the team is full of defenders and they have Isaiah Thomas. They have Hal Holford. They have a good, great coach who's gonna be a star in the way. In this that would have been a top. That would have been a big three. You yeah, had, you had Butler. To Horford and Isaiah what Thomas. Isaiah's already doing, you got a big three. And stopping <laughs> them, that's going to be a hard body. It's going to be very hard because wait, wait, if, even if they traded for Jimmy Butler, they traded for Paul George, which I thought was going to be one of, one of those players, the Celtics would have been fine. But they didn't want to trade their picks away because they're protected. And they'll get this, they talk about this draft being one of the deeper, deeper draft classes in a long time with the point mm-hmm. guards and the shooting guards the small fours and all that. So they didn't want to make any trades. And the way I see it, I think they were one of the losers in the draft, and one of the winners have probably been the Raptors. Uh, you could even make the case for the Rockets that have been one of the winners. The Bo- the Thunder, I think they're one of the winners too, because the Thunder, they, they acquired Topps Gibson and Doug McDermott. And That's they, deeper they, than rap. Th- that, oh, my God. I don't understand what the Bulls were thinking. That yeah, was I don't an trade awful there. trade. Awful trade for them, but the Thunder, they actually got better players. No, the, thun- the Thunder got busy like yeah. Taj Gibson is a, a, a perennial um, cornerstone of a team defensive minded 
can score, hard nose, Rebounding. does the dirty work. Yeah, yeah, rebounds, does the dirty work, crash the boards every time. Like McDermott's gonna be a sniper, and he's only and he's young still. He can actually be a three point specialist. And that you can put him next Westbrook. to Westbrook. What they already got. Yeah. What did Westbrook? What did what did the Thunder give up? They gave up Cameron Payne because they thought that Payne will be probably a star on another team. They didn't want to stun his growth behind Westbrook. And then they had they gave up Anthony Morrill. And some other role player. Um, but Anthony Moore was okay, but I think they got younger than Doug McDermott. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's actually going to be better, I think, because he, he can just not shoot threes. He can also score in the basket. He was a scorer back in college. So I'm not worried about that with the fit with them. But the Thunder, like, with these improvements to their team, I'm not saying they got to do anything in, in the West, but they got to be definitely be maybe in a higher seat where they have to probably avoid the Warriors until the second round or if they get to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, think about that. If the Thunder were like the fifth, no, actually, no, they were the sixth seed and they faced, you know, the third seed and, of course, they faced the second seed, whatever, in the next round. And then they beat both of them. And then they meet up with the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. You know how everybody would love to see that matchup? Fantastic. Fantastic! It'd be story. It'd be storybook. It'll be pressure for 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 Warriors. For, for the, Thunder, they're just they playing with the, the house money. The house money, yeah, yeah, it's nothing for them. Like they weren't supposed to be here in the first yeah. place. But Taj Gibson, I think that's a difference maker, man. Like I don't, I don't think your scoring is easy with Taj running around in there. Yeah, and and let's go and going back to that Warriors and Thunder's. Like if they do meet up, I remember last year I wrote an article about the Warriors and Thunder's how this is gonna be the series for the ages. Because this this the series is gonna change the way the ga- the game will be next year, and I didn't mm-hmm. know Durant was gonna go to the Warriors. Right. I th- I thought either one way or another was gonna happen. Either the Thunder were gonna break up, which they did, and Durant mm-hmm. went to the Warriors, or the Warriors just gonna have like a all time record be stopped. Eventually, they were stopped against the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. But this year, if they do meet up, though, anything can happen. Durant, you know, for all we know, could go off or possibly lose to them, and then that'll be a, a biggest upset in NBA history, probably. You see a Thunder <laughs> team beat a, a stacked Warrior team who scored 50 points yesterday against the Clippers, and it's Curry ridiculous. made an unbelievable shot, like, on the corner, I mean, on the, on the like, 30 foot, 35 foot from the half-court line almost, and he made that shot, just like, wow. He was making up for the half-court shot. He missed it uh, All-Star. at All-Star. Well, I mean, that was a good thing he did. You know, if, to be honest, for that moment, if they just did, like, a full-court shot instead, like, if you try to make a full-court shot, make, raise it to a million dollars for the Greg Seger Foundation, mm-hmm. that would have been really nice, too. I got to say, um, I'm going to stop real quick and send a shout-out to the NBA Um for that whole Craig Sager, like just bringing people off the bench and Reggie Miller showing up yeah. and like Candace Ball coming off the like I thought that was really really special. I, I wish I was there really just dope. so I could take a shot and put it in there too. Like I just felt like when they did that, I wish I was like there and took. A I'd have took DJ Khaled's place. <laughs> But he hit one. He hit one. Yeah, yeah. Michael he B. Jordan hit, hit anything. I don't, I don't think Reggie Miller did. I don't think Michael B. Jordan hit anything. I nah, think the I only think the players did, did really just the players and like. Candace Parker and like, did she hit one? Yeah, she hit one. Dope. But yeah, like, and then the one thing about that moment before we get back to the trades is that when Curry uh, was gonna hit the half court shot, trying to raise to five hundred thousand, right? And and in the back of my head, I'm saying like, you know, this guy didn't warm up or anything. He nah, gets a street clothes. So you, you know, you yeah. don't think he's just gonna make it on the first attempt or whatever. Like, it's tough. I honestly didn't really think he was going to make it Me neither. Like, because he's not warmed up at all. Like, if he was warmed up and ready to go, I, yeah, of course, he probably would have made that, like, a, a shot or whatever. You probably would have sunk a few of them in a row. But you figure he's sitting there, he's chilling. Yeah. He's been drinking a little bit. Probably got some bad food in him. 
It's just street club. Up, he was up last night. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and make the jokes came out then on Twitter, like, oh, you know, 3-1 and this and that. And, and and how much it was at the time, it was like 130000 backwards of 3-1 to one and all that stuff. Like, you know. Yeah, stop I got to let that go. I know, it was just a one-time thing. Let that go. But, you know, getting back to the trades, like, you, you look at the Rockets and how they improved in the Western Conference as well. Now they have probably the second best um, – actually, the, probably the best bench in the league right now, I mean, with scoring-wise at least, because now you have Gordon and you have Lou Williams and you have other, other players around them. You think they have a better bench than um, the Clippers? I think they do because the thing is the Rockets are going to shoot a lot of threes, and I think their three is enough for them to overcome the Clippers bench overall. And you got a guy in Gordon who, if he stays healthy, is like an explosive shooting guard. And mm-hmm. same thing with Lou Williams, who, who's in this league, have been known to be. I think he's better than J.R. Smith. Lou Williams. I keep forgetting Lou Williams is over there now. He's better than J.R. Smith. Yeah, totally. By far. Way more consistent. Like, Way I wish we had consistent. Lou Williams over J.R. Smith at the time when J.R. Smith was actually with the Knicks. Because he actually been consistent, Lou Williams, in mm-hmm. his career. Way and, more consistent. And one of them could win sixth man of the year. And then you look at James Harden, who, who has his, probably his best career with Dan Tony. Now they're saying that they're going to shoot 53s a game. I mean, really, and I don't think anybody in the, league has ever do- in the game has ever done 53s a game because now they have all those three-point shooters. And then you say to yourself, they could easily be the third or second seed in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. match up with the Warriors, and that game will be like a shootout almost every game with James Harden, who, who's like the Paul Pierce in the shooting guard's body because he really just draw fouls and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. That Euro step is problematic. You know what it kills me about James Harden? He doesn't elevate the shoe. No, he doesn't. He doesn't jump. It's barely a hop. Like it, It's just like... Yeah, he just kind of shoots it, like, almost flat-footed. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody who just, like, kind of skips to shoot as opposed to, like, jumping off the floor and aiming in the air to shoot the ball. He just kind of, like, shoots from the floor. It's really wild. It just makes it. I mean, it's like a one hit. And his shot is so, you know, it's, it's easy. It's not like it's concave or anything. It's just a one hitch on it. It has, like, a hitch shot on it. That's why it makes it easy for him to, to make shots and, and make difficult shots and everything. So then also you look at, we got to talk about this, though, about the Kings trading DeMarcus Cousins and Omar Caspi and Buddy Fantastic Hills. move for the Pelicans. Not without its flaws, but they definitely have two huge scoring options to build around now. Since, since Dave Robinson and Tim Duncan. And the thing is, I don't think in this gener- in this era – where you look at all these three-point shootings and spreading out, that it might work because, yeah, it works maybe on offense because you could just go inside and punch them in the paint and all that. But yeah. I'm worried about their defense because if they face teams like the Rockets yesterday where they, they're getting blown out by 30 points and there's a reason why because they're not good on transition because they're slow, mm-hmm. it's a problem for them. Even against the Warriors, for instance. Well, you, you need, you're going to need, that's when, you know, your point, your, your, fir- your one, two, and three are going to have to be fast players you, you can't afford to have um somebody like Melo at the at the three or or even Porzingis at you know what I mean you, yeah. you, you, like Porzingis is slow Melo is slow you need speed you need a Jimmy Butler you need um you you need speed they, they they're going to have to now that you have those two pieces you really need to build around them and you just fill in the holes you see what the holes are. Like you, you, you nailed it, dog. They're wild slow. Boogie is not the fastest. He, he, you know. Yeah. He's no Westbrook. 
And Davis is, is is kind of fast, but the thing is, it's, it's he's just, fast it's, for a big man. Yeah, for a big man. But he's, he's not, not. He's not fat. He's not LeBron fast. You can't guard like one through five. Right. Like, and you need four, three, four, five. You need five, a LeBron man. fast at the three. Like, the you five. need a Jimmy Butler, somebody like that at the at the two, and you need a Westbrook or even a Derrick Rose type speed at the one. You need somebody who you need three guys who are dumb fast who can get back. And hold it down long enough for the four and the five to make their way all the way down the court, or um, Boogie's got to get faster. Yeah, get skinnier. Well, that that could happen though. Like if if it turns into a running game, you have to you have to remember the Sacramento Kings sucked. Yeah, he was pretty much the only offense, so it moved at his pace at his pace. But now he's got to change that up to play on a new team. You think Kings made a mistake though by trading Cousins away for um, basically nothing? No, because number one, well, for nothing, yes, trading him, no, because I don't think he was going back. I'm pretty sure he wasn't coming back. I mean, the money was there, but you think he will he would give up that much money just to go to another team? Two hundred seven million dollars for five years to do what? Drop to one seventy nine now because he's with the Pelicans. To do what though? I mean, it's money. Would you give up that? Like, just to go to another team and win? It depends on what your priorities are. Honest, honestly, I, I never, I try never to talk about what another man's going to do with money. Like, money. Here, here's my thing. If you are worth um, $100 million, right? Yeah. You personally, you're worth $100 yeah. million. I'm worth $80 million. There's nothing you can buy that I can't afford. There's nowhere you can go that I can't go. There's nothing you can do that I can't do besides write a check for $100 million. But in the world, in the liquid world, as we're running around and doing X, Y, and Z, at that level, the money kind of becomes immaterial. It's not, you know, I'm not missing out on anything by only being worth eighty million while you're worth a hundred million. You're not taking any trips that I can't come to. Sure. You're not staying in any hotels that I can't book. You're not driving any cars that I can't own. So, we're we're talking about the difference of another twenty million. Uh, well, one hundred and seventy nine million versus what? Two oh seven. Two oh seven. Okay, so another thirty million. It's a lot. Yeah, but not really. Like another thirty million. Okay, if you went from one hundred and seventy nine million to thirty million, okay, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Now we're dropping serious money. Now there are a bunch of things I can do with a hundred million that you can't do with thirty million. But we're really talking about the difference of thirty million dollars. But you also look at it this way: if he left the Pelicans, that money will drop to one thirty nine. If. But you think he's gonna leave the Pelicans? I think he's got a good setup. If they, if I think now it depends on the draft, the draft and yeah. the coaching, yeah, and who they set up around these two powerhouse, offensive juggernaut weapon big men that they have. Top five in their position, in my completely, opinion. yeah, completely. And Anthony Davis is going to be that guy in a minute. You know what I mean? Scoring wise, he's unstoppable. Defensive wise, he's a problem. He's about to be like the LeBron. Yeah, I think he's gonna be one of those guys moving forward. The Durant's, LeBron's, 
I think he's in that class. You think he, who has to take a step back though? Because I, in my opinion, it has to be Cousins. I think this has to be Davis's team. Yeah, because Cousins isn't as fast. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great to be able to dump it down low to him and just let him do his thing, or even kick it out to him and let him take a shot because the other center is trying to guard the paint and Boogie can shoot a mid range to a three. So I think it, it's a great scoring option, but I think Anthony Davis has to be option number one. It has to be. He can get his own shot. He's faster off the dribble. He can, you know, I've seen him break ankles and get in there and get a dunk. But you don't know where it's going to come from. And they can't be the only two options because they both had great games yesterday. They did, but they, they also they gave up a lot of points. Exactly yeah. my point. Because the Rockets are just out of this world. Fast the and, and the three-point shooting and is Williams, ridiculous. Lou Williams was getting like 22 points and like six rebounds at the time. Uh, his first appearance with the Rockets. I mean, Dog, that's a good man. introduction. Dog. It's ridiculous. Dang, that team's going to Their chemistry is already on point, and they're going to get better now with that Rockets bench now mm-hmm. with the starting lineup. But going back to the, the the Kings and the reason why they traded it, you know, you look at the league right now, you see all these general managers now trying to trade away the stars, whether it's DeMarcus Cousins, which just happened, whether it's a Paul George that they try to do the Indiana Pacers, where it's Jimmy Butler from Chicago Bulls. Phil Smith, Mello. Yeah, and they do all that, right? And I say to myself, you know, th- there's a reason why they're tr- following this trend now in the NBA, which is going to be a trend probably in the next couple of years of trading stars away because <clears throat> they don't want to pay them that much money. When you see the money going up, skyrocketing to $207 million, which has never happened in the league, mm-hmm. they don't want to pay these players that amount of money because they don't believe that they're the guy that can bring them the title. They're, they're the guy that can elevate their team into, into the you know, first seed or even a championship you know, type of season. Mm-hmm. And I, to be honest, I, I don't think it's a problem because if I were a general manager and I, and I want to pay that much to a superstar or a star, I mean, I, I'm just saying to myself, I'm just betting on him that at least he's 25 or 26 years old. Give him this money, and hopefully he delivers. If he doesn't deliver by 31, then I can't give him that another contract like that again. I have to give him something less than that. I, I think, I think that that definitely factors in. But I think the overall, I don't think you're wrong. I agree with you. I think beyond that, the bigger picture is the bubble that. The, the umbrella that the Cavs and the Warriors have created over the league. Yeah. It's basically like if my team isn't good enough to beat either one of those guys, then forget it. Like, I'd rather just sell them, get assets, get, get draft picks, picks, get. Like, I'm not going to keep beating my head against the wall that is the Cavs or the, 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 uh, the Golden State. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Like, my team's got to be good enough to beat those dudes. I'm gonna give it a couple tries. Let's see. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's a matter of. I think it's still a matter of years, but I don't think the window is. Um, I think GMs are getting impatient. They are getting impatient. You can see around the league that it's like it's one and done. If you're not gonna be yeah. with me, you're not gonna do successful. We're gonna take you out. You're like, gonna get traded. If if we, whereas before a coach would give it a coach a GM five would years. give it couple years there'd be yeah. a window of maybe five years let's just let's just say five years to get for a team to gel get together and really be like you the know, warriors take right. them, them a while yeah they, they you, one piece you, another you give them a, you give them a second to try and get that going now now it's just ridiculous yeah now that's ridiculous because you look at, at all the like the warriors for instance right <clears throat> 
2009, Stephen Curry got drafted. Or around the time where Blake Griffin got drafted, right? Then you had uh, uh, probably next year you had Klay Thompson got drafted. And then, of course, you had Draymond Green get drafted. Then you pick up Dollar. Then you pick up Sean Livingston. And you pick up pieces around them to fit. You got sharpshooters. You got pastors. You got, you know, you got playmakers. You got shot blockers and all that. One by little, they, they, they do a little bit of, of uh, making the roster better and make sure they're championship team. Then the championship team came along, you know, in 2014, 2015. They, they beat the Cavaliers, even though it was LeBron less without Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. They beat them. They got a championship. Now, everybody's trying to be like them because after that, the following season, they come over with the best all-time regular season wins in NBA history. They fall short. So what do they do next? They add another piece, and that's Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant itself was probably one of the pieces that no one saw coming, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, I didn't. Well, I remember when I, when I wrote that article about uh, Warriors and Thunder at the time, where <clears throat> it's going to be a series for the ages because I thought it would be better with the Sp- against besides the Spurs and Warriors because Spurs are kind of slow, Warriors are quick. But Thunder are much quicker, much explosive with two stars, Westbrook and Durant. These guys are like top five in their position. And then, you know, they, they, you know the story happened, Durant left. He went to the Warriors, the team that beat him. They were up 3-1, all that stuff. And then you look at the, the Kings that are trying to rebuild. I mean, the Kings itself, they may have made the right choice in trading DeMarcus Cousins, but DeMarcus Cousins wasn't the problem for the Kings. Management was a problem for the Kings. The players surrounding around him was, was the problem for the Kings. I mean, I know the coaches got fired, and I'm, I'm not blaming Cousins because the coach getting fired. Because I feel like when a coach gets fired, so it's kind of like half-half. It's the coach, and it's also the player, too. They have to communicate. They have to be on the same page. Otherwise, the team's not going to flow, and they're going to lose games, and it's going to be a blame game all over again, just like the Knicks are doing right now, which we'll discuss more because the Knicks and their debacle type of performance, which i never seen before yesterday, talking about all this. I mean, it is ridiculous, but back to the Kings. The, the Marcus Cousins... Look, I know he has to grow up and all that. And hopefully, he's in a better situation right now with the Pelicans, who has a who has a good coach. You have Anthony Davis. You, you know, you got Drew Holiday. These are players that that they gel together, and they play at, up. There's a potential they could be a team that some teams don't want to face, like the Warriors, for instance, because of size. But also, a uh, a con for them is like, like I said before, their defense, and that's gonna be a huge, huge problem. <clears throat> but looking at the Washington Conference itself, man, you got the Rockets. You got now the Pelicans going to rise. The Kings going to take a step back most likely. You still got the Thunder that are going to be better now with the moves that they made. Warriors haven't made anything, of course, but, I mean, what can they make? They got Durant. That's all they needed, and they got a bunch of role players around them surround to, to make them better and also a championship team this year. You got the Spurs still. They haven't make any trades either. The Spurs are the Spurs. You know, they, they're going to do whatever it takes to, to be successful and all that. <coughs> and then you got the Grizzlies. They haven't make any trades either. I mean, what else can you say about them? But then you also got the one team that I think people aren't really talking about in the Western Conference that should be talked about, and that's the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers... For all we know, they know they got blown out yesterday. When they're healthy, this is probably their chance where they got to make something happen. But the way I see it, 
I don't think the Clippers are gonna do much because I think the roster it is what it is, and they didn't trade for Carmelo Anthony, and that might hurt them in the long run. I thought they completely and totally blew it not making that move. Yeah, they, especially seeing as how they didn't have to give up any core assets. I thought that was one of those. It, it's the, for me, it would have been the equivalent of Jimmy Butler or or uh, um, Paul George. Going to the Celtics. I thought they were going to trade for one of them, too, to be honest. Jimmy Butler or Paul I, I, I swore it was going to happen. But, again, you take a team that's already loaded, and you add that one guy who can bail them out in a rough spot or, or bring an element that they don't really have. Like, oh. Defense. Dude, Blake and Melo on the same, in the same squad at the same time. Yeah. With CP3 running the show. And who do they have at the two? They have JJ Redick. With Redick at the two? Yeah. Dude, that's that's a that's a roster. That is like an all star that's literally an all star lineup. From one to five, you have nothing but all stars. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing for, you know, Isaiah Thomas. Maybe Isaiah <laughs> doesn't have to work so hard in the fourth quarter if if you have a Jimmy Butler or Paul George there to pick up the slack and hold it down defensively. Yeah, Paul, Jimmy Butler is one of the best two-way players in the game right now. Yeah, and and you could make case Paul George is also one of the best, even though he took a step back because he got his injury. That's and an he injury. Came back. He's yeah. coming back from that. He's coming back and he's still productive as he was. We know Kawhi Leonard is probably the best two-way player in the game, but. Yeah, looking at if Jimmy Butler went to the Celtics and Miller went to the Clippers, that wouldn't have been improvements. But maybe in the back of the head, they're saying to themselves, you got a deep draft class. And also, can we really beat the Warriors or Cavaliers? I'm telling you right now, that's that's the that's the bubble. That's the bubble that everybody exists in. That's the question. It doesn't matter what you do if you're not good enough to beat one of those two squads. If you can't beat those two squads, then forget about it because they're going to take the ring and they're only matching up with each other. Yeah. And right now, Golden State is killing killing them too. Golden State is killing the Cavs. Again, the Clippers killing the Cavaliers. Remember, I'm with the King Jr. day. I was just the beatdown. Yeah, it was just was bloody. A, and LeBron got blocked by Durant and everything. Like I loved it. Oh, God. Gotta I, say I loved it. <laughs> Because LeBron gets so arrogant sometimes. Yeah. I love to see it when it's just like, no, sorry, yeah. the rest of us exist too. Yeah. King James. And LeBron, the Cavaliers fans have to worry about because there's like a scary part this thing in the Knicks game where it could look like he like had an injury or something like that. But, you know, LeBron looks like he's indestructible. But Cav fans got worried because if he gasses out getting into the playoffs mm-hmm. and an injury happens, you can't recover from that. Right. I don't even care if Kyrie. Irving and Love are healthy. They're not going to be going far if they don't have LeBron James. I also don't expect Love to be 100% healthy. Me neither. Nobody, nobody's betting on his health. Either J.R. Smith either coming back from his hand nah, injury or whatever. I think he's pretty much done for the season. I, I don't think they were admitting it. But even if you inserted him right now, you know how long it takes for him to get his rhythm, to mm-hmm. get back into shape. And you face a team in the first round who's probably hot or something in the AFC or 7th mm-hmm. or whatever. Or you face the Celtics, for instance, in the next round. Or... Or even the the wizards who sh- who are clicking, who are like not crazy. afraid of them, right? Literally at not all, not afraid of them. They don't want to beat them, like at they, all. Wall's not worried about Irving. He's not worried about anything because Wall knows he can take Irving. Wall, Irving ain't, ain't nothing like that. Like Wall is, who, in terms of being a facilitator and and always having a triple double almost any game if he wanted to. And steals. And steals. Don't forget that Wall puts those long long arms in there and picks your pocket. And Brady Beal and I mean they got a roster. Who's clicking now? They got they got better too. Yeah, I mean, they're, the they're making better. moves. They're, yeah. And like you said, they're not afraid of the Cavs. 
The Celtics, so many, dude, they, they, they're going to... The they, Celtics aren't afraid of anybody. They, they, anybody. they aren't as talented as the Cavaliers, but if they were, they probably would have beat them, like, most of the time. I think they're... I literally think they're one player away. They're one player away from not only being great, being a super team mm-hmm. to compete with the Warriors, too, not just with the Cavaliers. Paul George. They got Parker Jimmy Butler. They were Paul a super Butler, team. Butler, it's, they were it's a, super a wrap. Team. And, and it depended on what they had to give up. Yeah, they didn't want to kill any picks. They, they think the draft was going to give them another transition, transcendent player, probably in the draft, that could be with Isaiah Thomas and Al Hofer for the future and making sure these growth of these players. Or if they trade away their picks for one of those players, maybe in the offseason, they could mm-hmm. do that too. That's probably why a lot of people didn't do trades now because when you do a trade right now, it's kind of hard for them to get into rhythm and all that. How many picks do the Knicks have? They have three, I believe, this year. That is potentially game changer. Well, yeah, because I think they should tank right now because the, the stupidity that the Knicks have done yesterday You gotta get kinda a new coach, qu- kind of questions me what the heck this man, this you, franchise is doing. You also court. gotta get a new coach. You gotta get a new coach. Yeah, I don't know what's on Jeff Hornacek. Uh, you gotta get a new coach. <laughs> and and hope, um, I'm praying, I'm praying that Phil Jackson quits. I think he's gonna quit. Or he gets fired but then, by the end of the season. You know, going back to the Knicks yesterday and how they didn't make this trade for Ricky Rubio. Look, for me, I, I thought it would be good because it's a young point guard who's a pass first, who's top five in assists and steals, who who can probably make Melo and Porzingis better than what Rose is doing. Because, look, I know a lot of people are Derek Rose fans for the Knicks because he can score and everything, but that's all he does, okay? Most of the time, he's a minus 20 on the plus and minus. He doesn't defend. He doesn't go over screens. And I get it. He was with Tom Tavala, and he should be playing better than ever, but... I make this case before, and I was talking to you before the show, how about how when he was with the Bulls, they built the team around Rose as if they built the team around Patrick Ewing. Because Tom Tua was with Patrick Ewing, of course, in the 90s and all that. Mm-hmm. So how they built it was, you know, they got a shooter. They got Luol Dang, who was like a John Starks to them. They got Joe No, like a Charles Oakley to them at the time. You got all these players, and, you, you know, you got Taj Gibson and all that. And, of course, Carlos Boozer. Who's like okay at the time with them for the Bulls? Like Mason. Yeah, Mason and everything. So you had that. They, of course, they lost in the Eastern Conference against Miami Heat and LeBron, all that, and, and Rose was the MVP. But when you look at Rose in this roster, I'm not saying he's getting exposed, but I think you know what he is at this point in his career. They, See, he's a bench scorer. My, my thing is, I would give that argument more credence if the entire team wasn't playing suspect defense. But Melo has not never been a defender. But he was he played average defense under Woodson. Sure. Under Woodson, he actually got it popping. Under Woodson, Shumpert was one of the top defenders in the league. Under Woodson, Smith <laughs> actually stuck his man. Under Woodson, Tyson Chandler was getting his, his blocks were up. You know what I mean? We when, when the I've just noticed that if Derrick Rose played defense, we'd still lose games. Because the rest of the team isn't playing defense. I don't think it's just him. I think, and I don't. Th- I also don't believe that he doesn't have the acumen to play defense because he comes from one of the best defensive coaches we've ever seen. But you think maybe Tom he's Thibodeau. You think maybe he's afraid though that he'll get an injury if he plays too hard on. Defense? I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's it. Any because it's not just him. It's the whole team. It's not just him. If every every member of the New York Knicks doesn't have. That concern. Justin Holiday's not worried about injury when he's not playing defense. Uh, Herman Gomez, et cetera, et cetera. Kylo Quinn, the the stupidity he allows to just go <laughs> to the like this 
as in the words of Walt Frazier, Matador D that these guys play, like they're not worried about getting it. Listen, you ask me why Melo doesn't take it inside anymore, I have an answer for that. His shoulder bothers him, banging into people, it aggravates his shoulder. If he aggravates that, he can't shoot. That, he doesn't get any foul calls whatsoever. Yeah, I was with that too, yeah. If I was him, I would want to stay outside and shoot at mid-range or take ridiculous shots or shoot from the three all day. I wouldn't want to go charging down there where I'm just going to get banged up, re-aggravate my shoulder, and not even get a call to for my trouble. Like, if I was him, I wouldn't do that either. I watched I watched that I watched scenes from the um the Cavs game the other day. Rose got fouled on the way to the um the basket by uh by their center. The, the, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Then yeah. he comes back down the other way and dunks it. Now, who am I mad at for the dunk? Kylo Quinn cuz that was your man you supposed to stick him you supposed to box him out. You let him walk right up to the basket, jump in through it and you didn't even try to do anything. You sitting there staring with your mouth open, your big bearded mouth, not doing anything. But down on the other end, that was that was vintage Derrick Rose with a layup ready to happen, and he got fouled or a dunk ready to go, and he got fouled, and it was no call. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting it on Derrick Rose as if Derrick Rose can't play defense. I see a team that looks confused on the defensive end and and hesitant on the offensive end. I feel like that's a team that's given up. If you look at yesterday's performance, I feel like they're just like you know what, let's just not. Try to make a push for the playoffs. We know we're gonna get blown out. First, first quarter, round. first quarter, they were down by one. But then, oh, you know, it's funny about them. in The first quarter, they always do this. They tease us like, oh, you know, like this gonna be competitive. Quarter. Yeah, it'll be competitive. And then second quarter, they just get blown out. Second quarter, yeah. they got blown. But then the third quarter, they came back. They and the, and they went in. Or maybe the Cavaliers just took a step back, knowing that they could just toy around with them and then go take it off. I, and don't, and I don't think I don't think the Cavs do that. You think I, you don't think they toy around with teams when they know they could just beat them up and, and nah. take to the next level? Not not against the nah. Warriors and the Spurs, it, but the other teams. If if that were the case, I would have seen the starters on the bench. That that's true because they were they were still in the game. If the starters ain't on the bench, they're not playing. If LeBron LeBron's not is as much whining as he's been doing about yeah. his minutes and how many and not say the man plays a lot of minutes. It's gonna affect him. I don't care how right. oh, yeah. he is. When we talk about him. these deep playoff runs, yeah, it's, gonna, that, it's gonna catch up to him. But as much as he's been talking about that, you're not in the game if you don't have to be. If if you're toying with somebody. You're not in the game if you don't have to be. And he was in the game for those quarters when they were falling behind. Yeah. So I mean when when the Knicks basically caught up to him and then lost it again in the fourth quarter. When you look at the, I just looked at the bit. I just looked at the scoring. They were down by like two in the first quarter. Then they got, um, they were like down by like something ridiculous. But then they they came back in the third. Without <laughs> Porzingis too, who got an ankle sprain yesterday. He he needs to get it together. I'm I'm feeling some kind of way about Porzingis. He the game against the Clippers, we were looking great. He gets sick, but he stays in the game. If you have a stomach flu, why aren't you telling the coach to take you out? Why? What are you still doing here? Go sit down. Yeah. If your if your ankle hurts, go sit down. Like stop, stop. What are you doing? Why won't you say that you have a deficiency when the game is still going on? We could have put Kuzminskis in and maybe kept that same momentum going. Speaking of Kuzminskis, I think he's a little confused right on the court right now because yesterday it looks like he's lost. He doesn't know what he wants. He's doing now, and I don't know if that's coaching. Or it's it's just always him. coaching. He's in. He was an all star <laughs> in the league. He was in. He's not a. He's not. A, he he didn't come to the NBA because he wanted to get his skills all the way up. He's not a dummy. We're we're dealing with this is bad coaching, and I'm not. I'm not even necessarily mad at Jeff Hornacek because I don't know what he's not doing 
But for me, this goes directly back to Phil and Dolan. You let Phil Jackson come in here. You let him get rid of Tyson Chandler for absolutely nothing. You let him get rid of Shump and JR for absolutely nothing. We trade Novak for Bargnani. Yeah. That's horrible. That was a terrible idea. I mean, at the time it looked like maybe, but and then you let him get rid of Woodson and bring in a rookie coach. Woodson, the guy who was responsible for like our most winningest season in years. Yeah. And you let him just you let him just go. Just just go. Just beat it. Do, you bl- nah, do we blame the fans though? Because at the time that they wanted to do a protest because they, you know, team was lacking after the fifty-four win season and they bought Phil Jackson. That Dolan had to do a PR move to basically get the pro- not to have fans protest in Madison Square Garden during the Pacers game. You think that's something to do with that, or maybe just because Dolan knew that he needed to get Phil Jackson even after that fifty-four win season? I think I think Dolan is. First of all, one of the worst owners in 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 sports. Oh, we know that because you, we can. I can tell you this: uh, James Dolan, who who said it before on air that oh, this is all Phil Jackson. This is I'm not touching anything. He's pretty much saying I don't want to get the blame. Just blame everything on Phil Jackson right. because that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to be blamed anymore like he used to be blamed in the past couple of years and the decisions that he's been making. Right, he earned that blame though. Yeah, all, that, all that blame belonged to him. He was he was meddling. He was doing stu- stupid stuff. We had Ernie Grunf, uh Donnie Wash, Donnie Wash. Oh, I miss him. Then he got then he got fired. He was a great GM, and Dolan just you know dissed him. Dude, Patrick Riley. Imagine had we let Riley follow through with the deal we originally set up for him when he was here. Yeah, coach into GM like which he's doing for the Miami Heat and the business. And look at them, and look at them, look at them compared to us. Look what he managed to pull off in the first couple of years with D Wade, Bosh, and and LeBron all in one spot. That could have been us. Or even when he won the championship with D Wade and 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 Shaq. Yeah, that could have been us. That could have been us. And 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 instead, Dolan makes another dumb decision. So I'm not mad at him for stepping out of the way, but Phil Jackson never wanted the job. Never wanted the job. You you had people around. Go get Donnie Walsh. Apologize. Uh, Joe Dumas is running around out here. Go get him and let him be an exec. Sit down and talk to Patrick Ewan and see what he thinks about something like that. You know, bring in Mark Jackson as a coach. Bring in uh, Tom Thibodeau as a coach. Go apologize to uh, Jeff Van Gundy and see what he wants to do. Like, get out the way the right way. Don't just toss money because this is a Steinbrenner move. This is he's been he's been pulling a Steinbrenner for as long as I can remember just going to get the big names. And it's not working out. And it never works out. It hasn't worked out yet. So then looking at this point of the season, then you think the Knicks should just tank and call yeah. it quits? I mean, we got three good picks coming. Why not make it four or five? And let's make it a lottery pick. Let's make them a four, top five pick at least. That way we can get a point guard and, and God knows hopefully we can get trend. whatever else we want. But the thing is, I look at that and I say to myself, are they even going to be good at who they pick? Because the one thing that Knicks haven't done well in is developing their players whoever they draft. And every time they draft a player, they don't really, you know, mesh into potential. I mean, the last person that's probably been good for them to actually develop was David Lee. But David Lee's not even on the team anymore. Right. And and now it's just, it's Porzingis, 
it's Herman Gomez was second round pick and and he's been playing well. He's been averaging a double double basically for the team starting. And I have nothing to say about nah, him because nothing he's a rookie. Bad to say. He he's makes a, he makes rookie mistakes. But he's also but averaging he's a double double. Yeah, he's gonna shake that off. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at him. He's also averaging a double double and he could possibly potentially be a top ten, top fifteen center. I thought league. he should have started games ago. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. And two, three months and ago. And had to take Joaquin Noah to get injured. It should've he should have started a long time ago, no should have come off the bench. But then I look at yesterday and the and the trade that I think should have happened in my opinion because like I said before, you have a pass first point guard and then and then the Knicks were trying to do it the last minute before a deadline. I was looking at my phone when I was at the gym, looking at my phone like, Have the Knicks done anything yet? Like it's two fifty two already <laughs> and I'm like and then I look at Twitter like, Oh, they're trying to make this last push for it, you know, which is Rubio for Rose straight up and the Timberwolves just balked and they didn't even accept it. Because probably in the back of their head they're saying, Rose is not a good player and they don't want to sign him back, or they just don't want to let him go, or whatever, for mm-hmm. no reason. It's trade Ricky Rubio and everything. I mean, to me, you think at the time that would have been a good trade if they did the Rubio? I'm not a, I'm not a big Rubio fan. I mean, I see his upside, but I don't. I, I again, my 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 issues with the deficiencies of Derrick Rose are are the coaching. I think Derrick Rose with a better coach is a better player. I think the team becomes a better team. Um, I think the roster we have right now actually really isn't bad. I just it isn't think. bad, but the thing is, at this point in the season, you have like what twenty four games left. So go ahead and so go ahead and tank out. Like making making moves, make making moves and making trades when you know you can get Derrick Rose back for um, less money. You know what I mean? You yeah. know you can sign him again for less money. Um, you get another coach in the situation. Uh, Phil Jackson leaves when it, it becomes a complete. If he leaves, but he's gonna. He's gonna leave. You think he's gonna leave? Because yeah. there's some rumors saying that they might give him another chance to, to do this rebuild thing. Again. That would be Dolan's. Uh, that would be another. Here's the problem. You tell me something like that, I can't put. I can't say no, and I can't say no because it is a stupid thing to do. And the Knicks, but they, they when it comes to the are. Knicks, yeah, and stupid things to do. Stupid things to do are kind of a Nick tradition. The Nick thing. I mean, yeah. yesterday what they did was a Nick thing for a lot of people and their fans saying that they didn't trade because they didn't do anything. Because you're saying to yourself, what are they doing? Like, what, what, what is the plan moving forward? If you're not gonna trade Rose, you're not gonna trade Kyle Quinn or, or Brandon James because you want a clean house and get more picks. Then what's the plan all along? <clears throat> because if, if even if Jackson did a trade, fans would probably rip him. So then I think he's saying in the back of his head, you know, if I do this trade and it doesn't go out, they're going to say that, well, it's not a bad trade. Well, if I don't do anything, then it's still a bad thing. It's almost like a lose-lose for Phil Jackson because if he didn't do the trade yesterday, they still would have ripped him, and they didn't do it. And then if they did do the trade and it didn't plan out, then they would have ripped him again. So he's saying to himself, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to get the draft picks, hopefully to develop it to stars and see what happens. Yeah. The problem is Phil Jackson has already burnt those bridges. The, the reason why they, they, they're they not riding with him now is because they've seen all the nonsense that he's done since he's gotten here. You, you sold us a bag of goods with almost everything you've done, and the only thing that even remotely looked like it worked out was Porzingis, and that's still, you know, to be determined. Question mark. Yeah. Right. So there's an asterisk next to that, and then you go pick – like, you, 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 you've done things – you. Stephen A. Smith said it best. It, you look like you don't want the job. You look like you're just trying it, or, or you don't really necessarily want to be here. See what happens. Just do whatever. Right. Let's give it a shot. Take See what 12, happens. Take the twelve million. Be like, oh, you know, I'll just take eh, let's let's put Hornacek 
and uh, this other coach on the same. Yeah, just do that. I'm just getting my best friend, uh, Kurt Rambis, on the team and, you know, see what happens. Exactly. Let's get Hornacek and Rambis, and we'll just put them both on the team. Uh, you know what? We'll do We'll do the Hornacek-Rambis thing after I bring in uh, a complete rookie who just retired, and now he gets a head coaching job. I'm going to give him a head coaching job. And I'm going to ignore all the other coaches out there. I'm going to ignore Mark Jackson, never mind Tom Thibodeau. Let's just go with these guys. And uh, I'm going to insist that we run the triangle, even though I'm not coaching anymore and I refuse to even answer questions or even look like I'm going to coach. But I'm going to insist that we run the triangle and just, gonna, just to piss everybody off. And, uh, you know, we'll just do stuff like that. I see that. And it's like it's an ego thing, you know. It, it's all about ego for this guy because mm-hmm. he just wants to be smarter than everybody in the room. You know, I'm smarter than you because I have 11 rings and I have this and that and I have two as a player. I'm smarter than everybody in the room. I, I, you don't have to question me. I'm Phil Jackson. I do whatever I want. Meanwhile, your team is trash. Yeah, so, you know. Your team's under 500. So yeah. what are we really doing here? Like, well under 500. Your team is not gelling. Your team is complaining every game. The same thing. Oh, we got to play better on defense. Oh, you know. Ask Rose a question. You know, we just got to play better on defense, man. And they're and, right. And then Melo is like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm here to just play ball and all that. Limit distractions. And I, I don't know what management is doing, but, you know, I got to play ball. Listen, at the end of the – and this this is what really killed me. I, that game yesterday, 104 points is enough to beat a team. But they can't defend. Exactly. So it's not like they're wrong when they say we just need to defend. But it's easier to say it than to actually do it because they're not doing it. They're I saying think, it. And that leads us back to coaching. So what's wrong with the coaching, though? Why can't they get this figured out? The coach out? isn't teaching defense. The coach isn't. Uh, you can't tell me that these players who are coming from all over the place can't take to a defensive scheme or they're not practicing the defense enough. Oh, but talking from uh, Hornacek, who's played with Jerry Salone in the 90s, with Stockton and Malone, mm-hmm. who actually did play good defense. They were actually great. That he can't teach these guys how to play defense the, at a high then, level? And then ask ask him what the issue is. Or Kurt Rambis, who's apparently the, the defensive coordinator. If if Kurt Rambis is the defensive coordinator, he needs to be fired. But he's not going to get fired because this is Phil Jackson's guy. My, my point exactly. And, and it also comes down to the same situation that the Knicks have been for the past couple of years. Is that they stay with one person, a loyal person, and not fire him. Regardless of what happens, they don't fire him. What we need... I, I hate the way this always comes back to the Knicks. We were talking about so many other things, and we were doing so good. Yeah. Um, front office has to go. We just got to. He's not got a clean house, Dolan. Dolan is so loyal to his players. Dolan's the one who needs to go first. Dolan's not going to go. He's the owner. You can't fire the owner unless somebody buys him hey, out. You can't fire. You can't Sterling got fired. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, but answer's not going to fire Dolan unless it's for some comment that you know Donald, Donald Sterling has done or anything. Yeah, yeah, well, let's let's figure that out and get him out of the paint. Shout out to Donald Sterling. Let's, let's get him. Let's get him out of here. I mean, if you Darrell Reeves style, put hands on him. Let's do that. I mean, you look at it right, and and then you look at how. Oh, and by the way, Porzingis is out for several days, a little ankle injury. But does that really matter? We just tank for the rest of the season and sit him out, and let him get healthy for the next season. Yeah, how about that? But looking at Dolan, it's like I said, the past couple of years, or actually, the past fifteen years, has been. He hasn't cleaned his front office out because he's so loyal to his staff and his owners. I mean, for God's sakes, the medical trainer for their team is still there, and he's probably one of the worst in the league. And you're in New York City. We could probably hire somebody better than him. Probably. By far. I mean, you look at the Suns' medical staff, and they're better. 
And you look at some of the teams around the league, they're actually better than the Knicks. And for some reason, he keeps them. And that's why players don't want to come to the Knicks. And then one reason. That's why I said to myself, why didn't they do this trade? Because it's not like you're gonna get a better point guard out there. You're not gonna get a Chris Paul. He's staying. You're not gonna get a Stephen Curry. He's staying. Drew Holiday. I don't even think he wants to go because he has with the Pelicans now with Davis and Cousins. Right now, it's a whole different world for him. I thought before we might be able to get him because he might want to play with his brother, but nah, uh, that's I, not I, he wouldn't leave now. That's what I'm saying. Like The trade should have happened, and now fans are going to say, well, that's good. They didn't trade Derrick Rose. But you do realize he's probably going to leave, but not, we're not going to sign him. I mean, do we really want to sign a guy who goes AWOL? No, I think I think he's going to come back. You think he's going to sign with us? Yeah, I do. After all the stuff that he's been through, the AWOL, the, the, the complaints? Unless, unless he's... Unless he's I don't see other teams really offering him competitive to what we're going to offer. But what if they offer him, let's say, you'll be part of our bench and you will be a championship team? Difference, then he's out of here. He's if, probably going to be out. Because if, 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 if at this point, he's a bench score. If Golden State or the Cavs come for him. If the Cavs get him, they're going to win. Yeah, if the Golden State or the Cavs come for him, then he's out of here. Because he's a bench scorer. Because Kyrie point. on on point, and then him coming off the bench is ridiculous. Y- you know what this reminds me of? What the team is though, Anthony Porzingis and Rose. They're, they're like a like a poor man's of the Cavaliers. If you think about it, the, the Melo's a poor man's LeBron, even though he doesn't pass like him. But you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got Rose, a poor man's Irving, basically, and you got Porzingis, a poor man's Kevin Love. And you look at the the roster, ident- like not the roster, but the players they are identical to each other, and that's what it is basically. It's almost like a mirror of themselves. But the, the the thing is, the Cavaliers are better than them, by like tenfold because they keep blowing them out by like double digits every time they face each other. I would kill to have Woodson back. Then. They're not gonna get him back. Woodson yeah. is happy with the Clippers. The He's happy being an assistant. Yeah. He's not in the prime time anymore. He's just yeah. I would I would I was so mad when we got rid of him. I did not understand that. That that's the next thing they just I, get rid of people for no reason. I did not understand that he had one of your best seasons and then he had a mediocre season and you got rid of him for a mediocre season. You know, I'm at this point where I just probably just boycott Knicks games now. We, because we, can we stop talking about the Knicks? What else is happening? Jerome Davis <laughs> with his charges. Have we covered that? Have we covered uh, that? What about Jameis Winston and his comments on elementary school? He's in. Idiot. You want to hear what he said? No? I mean, I, I heard it, but you should repeat it back for those who who hasn't listened. Because this is this is interesting. <clears throat> all my boys stand up. We strong, right? We strong. We strong, right? You know what's in the ass. All my boys tell me one time I can't I can't do anything. I put my mind to. The callback is as loud as like you know it's comments. Now a lot of boys are supposed to be soft spoken. You know what I'm saying? One day you all are going to have a deep voice like this. One day you're going to have a very, very deep voice. But the ladies are supposed to be silent, polite, and gentle. My men, my men are supposed to be strong. I want all of you to tell me what the third rule of life is. I can do anything I put my mind to. Scream it. So then one of the comments, you know, he said, my ladies be supposed to be silent, polite, and gentle. I understood what he was trying to do. Yeah, but, but I don't think he understands you, that. You, number one, you don't make that speech in front of the women telling them what they're supposed to be in front of girls. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that at you all. Don't, you don't discourage them from being strong and loud and tough and, you know, you don't do that. Um, had he done that exact same speech separately to each group and said it the exact same way, I wouldn't have a problem. I understand what he was attempting to do. Guys are supposed to be, he's trying to raise, like, you know, protectors and, 
you know, of course, you're supposed to be a big, strong man. You're supposed to defend. Yeah. But, but you can. In this day and age, we, yeah. we you can't even say that a, a, a boy is supposed to be big and strong. Like, can't even do that. What if he's a wimp? What if he wants to be a florist? What if he, you know, and not yeah. saying all florists are soft, but you get where I'm coming from. Like, what if you'd rather be a ballet and you just shamed him into being a football player? Like, yeah. So I understand what he was trying to do, but that's a, that's a prehistoric way of thinking. And I think it looks bad if yourself because you know you're we're, like we're in a generation right now where women are doing more things, and if you say something like that, it's, it's offensive to them, mm-hmm. and they gotta look at it once in a different way right now because even though he apologized, it's gonna be kind of hard to to get your respect back from women who actually you know either look up to him some in some way, and I'm not trying to turn this into a, t- a type of man versus woman thing. Because I think women should all be equally, you know, be allowed to do whatever they want. But I think this is a generation where we need to do that. But I think you need to be prepared in more of these situations so they don't look like an idiot and a well, fool. Well, thank. I don't know if there's any help in that. Um, and he I, tends to I, do this. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm not sure there's like, any help in that. I think he's, he's just. Passed. He's, he's passed. He's done stuff. Not this, but stuff that's but similar. Little, yeah. I think this may just be who he is. I think maybe he needs to refrain from speaking in public. Yeah, until he, he really figures out himself how to, you know, not just, deal with the criticism and all that. Just stuff. have a seat, bro. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if this is something you need to be doing at all. I think maybe you just need to chill. And on the other end of that, I, I will say at least, at least he's a football player, right? Yeah. So it's not as if he's gonna be dealing with women on a day to day basis. There sure. aren't a lot of women who enjoy football to the level that guys do. There are definitely women out there who do, yeah. but there aren't. It's not. It's, when you look in the stands, it's mostly guys. Yeah. So, and and they're not they're not enjoying him because of his speeches. They're enjoying him because of what he does on the field. They don't really care about what he says to kids. That's okay. Maybe maybe they don't care about it, but it's it's not a priority. You know what I mean? His personality isn't a priority. I've noticed that with a lot of football players. There's certain things. Listen, if a dude can be attempt dude can be Ray Lewis and still yeah get back out here don't talk to me about what they do on on the out off the field cuz football players are just crazy overall yeah you got to be i mean literally that they do all these off the field stuff but they got they're crazy overall themselves and that's probably why they do all this stuff it doesn't surprise me so i mean i say all that to say he was dead wrong yeah um, and it but but that's kind of that's kind of what he again. If he was a organization, he'd be the Knicks. Like he just seems to do the wrong thing. Always go back to the Knicks. Yeah. And that just seems <laughs> to be his modus operandi. Like when you when you're just known for his public speaking engagements, don't go well. The Knicks are like the staple point of, of failure and failure. Yeah, and pretty toxic. much. <laughs> oh my god! And also going back to you, know, we're still sticking with football here. Like what James Woodson's done. What Darrell Revis has been right now is very, very interesting and somewhat shocking to me for a guy who's been never prob- been in trouble. Yeah, Clean nose, um, most trash talk I've ever, most bad thing I've ever seen him do is trash talk. Yeah, and re- not even that really doesn't really do it at all. And and nope. they look at these news about him and and being part of the criminal charges with robbery and terrorists and conspiracy and an aggravated assault. One of Revis's boys probably knocked these two dudes out, took their phone, and then the guys on there shouting all kinds yeah, of Yeah, that's why it's not that doesn't sound like him at all, Revis. I don't think any I don't think Revis is is guilty of any of that and I think if they really do an investigation they'll see it. 
Yeah, and the thing is, the Jets were going to cut him regardless. I think even with, with the situation, they were going to cut him because they wanted to clean house and start fresh. And, and do My all thing this. is, where do you think he'll go? I don't know. I mean, there was speculation also him want to retire from the league because he got all this stuff and he, he is what he is. He's probably one of the best cornerbacks ever played the game, and though he his downfall career for the past two years with the Jets has been awful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some teams just he just signs with a team to for money or just for championship contenders. I don't think he's going back to the Patriots because you know they don't need him. They're getting younger. They're getting better. I don't see that. Either. So. I don't know if he's going to sign on their team or he's just going to call it quits and retire. Eh. I mean, a lot of players retire anyway. They're seeing a lot of players even at young age retire from the NFL, 24, 25, 26, because the average lifespan in the NFL is like three or four years. And there's a reason why, because you could take all the hits and mm-hmm. the, the concussions. And, and How long has he been injury. playing? He's been playing since 20, 2006, 2007. Oh, hell. So he's, he's playing, way overdue. Yeah, so he's playing. He's like almost in his early thirties. He's not the same player. He wanted to play safety, but they're not gonna do it. I think they just got. They, they just said they gotta let him go. They gotta clean house, and it's gonna be all over again, starting all over fresh. Uh, we'll see if Houston picks him up to go with uh, with Tony Romo. Is Tony Romo gonna go with Houston? I think that's his best bet. We still gotta talk about the draft a little bit too, but that's later on when we get into the time with the draft and the Giants and the Jets and all that. We're never gonna talk about that stuff. But, yeah, uh, if it's Romo and it's Ravis in Houston, I mean, they could do some big things. But I worry about Romo staying healthy. That's a question. But that's why that offensive line is so, you know what I mean? Yeah. That offensive line is dope. If he runs the ball a lot. They do protect um, him, yeah. You, you, you take a lot of that. A lot of that is, it comes off. And so. back injuries are really hard to really be healthy for because look, I'm not saying I ever had back injury but I know back spasms are but I do not want to ever get a back injury because that's really hard to, to get over yeah, but the, the thing is he his injuries aren't related you know what I mean like he's been he's been hurt I think three separate times yeah the same back but it's been the but back. It's, it's not the same place it's not the same thing so it's not it's not degenerative it's not something that's chronic and gonna stay with him in that one, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. arthritis. It's not yeah. arthritis in one specific spot. It's three separate places, which is pretty much the silver lining of, of his injuries. Like, okay, his back in itself may be susceptible to injury, but it's nothing that um, he can't come back from. It's one specific spot, and it's not going to stay with him. Once he gets over it, he's over it, um, which I guess is the only, like I said, the only silver lining you can really get from that. So, well, I mean, we'll see. I if, if I'm him, that's where I go, to be honest. If I'm Ravis, I'll try to go there, too. They, they call him up after he gets released by the Jets, which should be happening probably a couple of weeks from now. What do you What do you think Kaepernick's going to do? I think he's got a uh, – like I said, he's probably got a clean house. He already released uh, Nick Folk, who the kicker has been for the Jets for, like, past couple of years. Uh, he's gonna no, Kaepernick. Oh, Kaepernick? Kaepernick? Oh, Kaepernick? Yeah. Oh, Kaepernick, oh, Kaepernick, I think – you think they'll keep him or release him? They're going to release him. I think he wants to go somewhere else. But, but the thing is, which team's going to pick him up? That's the question. I mean, I don't know if any team's going to pick him up with the baggage that he had with the 49ers. And also yeah, it the, wasn't all that. baggage. It wasn't baggage, but they got to look at it and see, like, do we want to maybe pick up this guy? Yeah, that's pretty, that would be pretty – that's pretty corny of anybody to hold the man's, like, social and political stances. Plus, he's taking a huge step back from what he was before for all this, like, talent-wise. He mm-hmm. hasn't been the same. And, and because Jim Harbaugh leaving kind of affected him and his growth and everything. And the 49ers, like, it's just been a, a disaster franchise right now, 49ers, and they're trying to get back to relevance. But 
We'll see what happens, man. You know, the draft's coming up. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the Knicks every freaking show on this show because there's other stuff to talk about, and I'm definitely going to do that until they actually show me something. Then maybe they're relevant to talk about. Right? right now, they're the same dysfunctional environment. They're more dysfunctional than the Nets right now. At least Which the Nets is insane. Did, I know. The Nets, even with the worst record, look, didn't look like dysfunctional. Just like they need talent. That's all they need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that stuff. But when they're relevant, we'll talk about them. But we're moving on because baseball's in the air, too. Yeah. Spring training's already starting for the Yankees and all that stuff. So Count me out. <laughs> you on baseball? Not a baseball <laughs> I'll talk MMA with you every day before I talk baseball. Well, there is still draft too, so we'll see what happens in the basketball world and all that stuff. But like I said, baseball in April, we'll be talking about them more than in March. Right now, it'll be basketball and football, draft, and all that stuff. But, you know, that's going to end it for today's show here. Uh, you can follow us on the Slanting on the Score 360 Twitter account and Facebook page. You can follow me at Morris10. I'm at M-R-M-E-C-C, Mr. Mech. And you can follow the big Dunk website at Dunk on Twitter because it can only be one. See you next week. Peace.